Hi, I'm Molly Stewart. And I'm Brad Fitch, and this is Home Home for for Hallmark, Hallmark, your new Countdown to Christmas podcast miniseries. This week we got festive and we watched three movies. We did. This week we're going to talk about A Nashville Christmas Carol, The Christmas House, and Good Morning Christmas. Three-legged wreath races? Tiny Tim has two daddies? Chestnut risotto? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) Let's talk about it. So, Brad, I know probably by now the audience has realized that I didn't come into this podcast as a real Hallmark movie fan. That's true. But you thought you were a Hallmark movie fan. I thought I was. (laughs) And then you realized, you know. That I wasn't. That you're smart. I mean, that you weren't. (laughs) Oh. But I did find find something to quiz your knowledge. Oh. Yes. This is a. Great. (laughs) Can you tell. If these Hallmark Christmas movies are real or fake, do you think you could, do you think you'll be able to tell? Anyway, let's see. I, Brad. Well, anyway, I wish we had some theme music, <laughs> some game music. Oh. Well, we're gonna see if Brad really knows his stuff. So I, there's 12 questions. Oh boy, it's true or false. Okay. okay, are you ready? Is this like a speed? Do we have like a buzzer? No, no, no okay. No, no. But I'll just tell you if you were wrong, okay. or if you were right. But you're probably gonna be wrong. Okay. Um, a set of identical twins are dissatisfied with their current life situation, so they decide to switch lives for the Christmas season. In the end, they each learn the true meaning of their own lives. Is that true? A- <laughs> Let's see. <gasps> you were so right, Candace. Called- <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> What year? I think it was last year. No, it was 2017. Oh, but, but I just... But damn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were a Hallmark Christmas fan. Christmas fan. Okay, ready? Yeah. Number two. A high-powered attorney finds herself in a moral conundrum when she must represent a large corporation that's threatening to build on land used for a small town's Christmas fair. Real or fake? Uh, I mean, that, I think that was one of our 12 plots of, of Hallmark. But did they actually make that film? Real or fake? I'm going to say false. Sounds pretty real, though. Good job. Good job. That was fake. All right. Next, newly single and unemployed, Elise finds herself running her family's Christmas tree lot. Unfortunately, the lot has a new landlord who has zero Christmas spirit and who threatens to shut them down. True. A real or fake? Fake. Yeah. Fur crazy. 2013. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when it has a name. See, that was my first tell. It's like when you're trying to figure out if it's a Russian bot on Facebook commenting on your stuff. Anyway, number four. So you're still... Two for three. Okay, two for three. Ashley is a marriage counselor who is always unlucky in love herself. Oh. She starts counseling an older couple who looks a lot like Mr. and Mrs. Claus. False. (laughs) False. Okay, you don't want me to read the rest? Nope. Okay, let's see. (laughs) Wait, that's not real. Good job. Good job. Okay, number five. A former hotel maid becomes a governess for a young girl, only to find that the girl is actually a princess with a very handsome father. True. Yep, Crown for Christmas, 2015. You don't know the starring actor on that one, so that's good. No. (laughs) Okay, Jessica is in charge of finding a Santa for her town's Christmas parade, but her only option is a stubborn Uber driver. (laughs) Fake. Fake. They they would never use something real like Uber. Oh, God, it was Finding Santa, 2017. (laughs) Okay, so I'm four for six. Oh, I don't. Are you keeping track? Okay, we'll, we'll come back and find out. We'll it's okay. Tally the score. A seamstress finds out that her boyfriend is actually a prince when she reveals to his home, travels, <laughs> travels to his home to meet the royal in-laws. Real or fake? True. Fake. I mean, I'm sorry. Real. Real. Okay. Yep. 
a royal Christmas 2014. Wait a minute. Didn't we already, didn't we just have one royal holiday? Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Very different. Sorry, peeps. Sorry. Okay, eight out of 12. Beth and Will both hate Christmas music, but the record label they work for assigns them to write a brand new Christmas hit. True. <laughs> oh, nope. Oh. No. That should have, that one I might have want to watch. Yeah. Like some songwriting. Okay, the North Pole is running out of magic. <laughs> so an elf named Clementine travels to a small town to convince its citizens to uncancel their Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Well, where's the Hallmark kiss in that? That's fake. North Pole, 2014. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, we're down to the last uh, two or three. Let's see. Melanie is assigned Donovan for her office Secret Santa Exchange. Her thoughtful gifts make Donovan fall in love with his Secret Santa. The Christmas... And Christmas again, but if she's not careful, someone else may take credit. I, don't I mean, know. it sounds boring enough. <laughs> Real. Yeah. With love, Christmas 2017. <laughs> 2017 hey, it, has some whoppers. I was going to say, it sounds like they just pulled from 2014 and 2017. Yeah, so far. Well, there's one, 20, one 2013. But. Uh, toy store manager Holly loves all things Christmas. When the owner sends his Scrooge son, Henry, to modernize the store, a clash is sure to ensue. Holly tries to convince him to join forces with her to save Christmas for the local shelter. Was it, we're going we're gonna to stick a random shelter in there. Fake, but it's probably true. Yeah. It's true. No, it's not. Oh, fake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. Okay. Last, last but not least, Elizabeth, a New York event planner, is sent to a small town to plan the holiday festival. When she arrives, she meets William, a billionaire lacking in holiday spirit, of course. In the process of selling the estate, she hoped to use as the venue. True. Real. Yep. Christmas at Pemberley Manor, 2018. Good job. Eight out of 12. Oh. That's that's a passing grade. Like 75%. Grade. Okay. Solid C's get to, C's. C's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I've just earned my Hallmark movie degree. <laughs> I just passed the final. Just graduated 47th in your class. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brad. Out of 47, because that's the population in <laughs> Colbyville. In every town. Yeah, every town. <laughs> well, I had a really boring week. I have absolutely nothing to talk about. Okay. Well, we've got movies to talk about. Ooh, movies. So what are we starting with? We're going to start with The Christmas House. Okay. So I wasn't excited about this. I, I thought this was going to be different than it turned out to be. So we have... Um, well, like, this is... This was Hallmark's first LGBT. It was, yeah. Was it? I well. Well, we had but, we had the the, the well, supporting and I saw, characters that were and, and lesbians, uh, whichever one. Darlings. <laughs> Darlings. That's which right. I did see another review say, but this is the first main characters. Yes. Although I'm not sure. I feel like this was one of those or storylines going on. You know, there were essentially three separate storylines going on in oh wait, in well, one movie. Right. Right. So I would they say, all had their own little crisis going so on. So I wouldn't and, necessarily say main characters yeah because it's an ensemble it was an ensemble right I yeah mean, they were already in love though so isn't it we're always looking at the couple that's going to fall in love and end right. up together sure. right so and so we've got mike who is a small town upstate new york boy local boy there um but now he's a big hollywood star in a show called handsome justice yeah, clint, which... clint handsome <laughs> um we've which got... that i'm sorry that opening scene was great it was <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm like, no, uh, no. I mean, I've been in a lot of courtrooms at Christmas time. No, it was all decorated. There's like, no. Okay. Uh, we've got any, he, he also goes by magic Mike. So no, no, you ruined my bit. <laughs> that was my fucking bit. Do it. No, it's too late. I'm pissed now and I'm going to have to cut all this out. That was my only goddamn bit for these whole fucking 
so sorry for that, listener. We we seem to have some technical difficulties. <laughs> we needed to regroup and restart. So welcome back to Home for Hallmark. So sorry welcome, for that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So Molly, what movie are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm a little, I'm a little afraid to talk right now. Good morning, Christmas. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. I can get on board with that. Please. Okay. After you. If I mess up some names, can you not? Oh, you won't. You've, you've done your homework. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. <laughs> okay, let me enter some characters and, and we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, so they start, you know, we open up with today with Bright and Mary, mm. which is the number one show in America <laughs> that lives on the NY Family TV station. Mm. AKA <laughs> the 500 club with Pat Robertson. Uh, have you ever seen that show? I just watched an episode oh. recently. Have you seen him? Did you see him? So now, now he's old and decrepit. Did have he's, you seen him in his heyday when he was just old? Well, and didn't he run for president? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, grew, I, I kind I of went on a deep in a dive. 500 club household, Brad. Yeah, I, I kind of did a deep dive on him recently. He's, he's terrifying. He, I think he's in his nineties. For this, this, I mean, I think he's a vampire. Oh, stop. <laughs> we hey. can only wish to live regardless. <laughs> I don't wish anybody death. Well, no, I'm just saying I am yeah, just. Yeah, he's 90. Okay, 90. Yeah, he should have retired though. Quite, quite a while ago. Well, we just, well, we didn't get to that in, <laughs> in the Christmas house about the retirement, but, oh. you know, we talk about, we've talked about how that, you know, sometimes retirement leads people down a slippery slope. Yeah, and, I, and we don't want to relive what happened. So today with Bright and Mary um, <laughs> starts with um, Brian Bright mm-hmm. and Melissa Mary. Mary, yes. Really catchy names. And they're talking about their their Christmas wishes. Yeah, well, yeah. they're talking about the Deck Your Town competition <laughs> that they're getting ready to uh, pick a winner. And yeah, we got to talk about the perfect Christmas date. Don't forget to tune in next week to find out how the winning town celebrates Christmas. All right. Today we have been talking about Christmas wishes and traditions. You know, when I was a little girl. When you were a little girl. Wait, wait. (laughs) I bet you wished for lots of snow, lots of presents. (laughs) You would be right. Of course. (laughs) But now that I am all grown up. I still wish for the perfect Christmas date with a horse-drawn carriage and the snow lightly falling. What about you, Brian? What are your Christmas wishes and traditions? Well, when I was a kid, I only had one wish, and that was to play in the NFL. Well, that worked out. That worked out, (laughs) (laughs) thankfully. Um, But grown-up me just wants the perfect beach with an 80-degree sun shining down. Well, that is not very Christmassy, is it? Yeah, to be sounds honest. great. <laughs> Eighty degree beach weather, right? That I, sounds I could do that. I could do it's that. way better than a in horse drawn carriage. Oh, so we find out that they don't really like each other, right? Or Brian doesn't like Melissa. <laughs> I don't know or, why, or vice versa. But I think it's vice versa yeah. because she's a planner and a preparer, and he's a spon- off the cuff, spontaneous kind of, you know, always quick on his feet kind of guy. Doesn't like the teleprompter. Always no. stealing her lines. And right. and so we find out in those first few minutes that uh, Brian has requested to break his contract and leave as the host of today with Bright and Mary, which very realistically the yeah the the studio said okay 
you know, because why wouldn't you mm-hmm. in your top rated show? Although, the, what did you catch the the producer's name? I never did. I didn't catch I didn't her name. Catch her name. At but all she, time. you know, she pulls the two of them into a conference room and says. Okay, we're going to make this happen, but if you want to save your careers, y'all are going to go spend a week up in Mistletoe, Maine <laughs> the, for, at the winner, you know, yeah. for the winner's Deck Your Town Deck competition, your t- yes. which is very similar to Cranberry Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. But right. There's no Oprah in this movie, but... No. There's not. Mm. But, so, yes, they have to head up to Mistletoe, Maine. Where spend they a whole week together. Send a, spend a whole week together where mm. they check into the Mistletoe Inn, which I kind of liked. Ugh. It looked, no, it looks like a nursing home. I thought it was somebody's no, house that looks they rented. Like, it looks like the floors are designed for the removal of bodily fluids. That's what it looks like. Or or to prevent damage when people <laughs> walk in after they've just come from skiing and they've got Yeah, wet. but then don't you have stone floors or something like that? Well, not shiny. It's like tight. Okay, we can agree to disagree, but it's the worst. I liked it. <laughs> so they get checked in. Um, the, the wife of the mayor, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. She goes by Jimmy. Yep. She, uh, well, before that, Melissa is, you know, creeping up to Brian's door to have a little listen. Like, what is she hoping to hear? Like, like I don't know. Like, is he Maybe doing he pay-per-view st- at the... <laughs> stressed after this commute. <laughs> Stress relief. Um, but then, you know, Jimmy catches her and, oh, dinner for two at the mistletoe on Main. Um, oh. So they go and they have dinner. Oh, that was we... a really, really fun dinner. Oh, it was. It was like so fun. Because he, he made fun of her. He tried was a total to, dick. And then she... Over Christmas Eve Eve. She was an icy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled out her laptop great. and worked. <laughs> Here comes little Lexi with the menus. You know, she's the waitress. Oh, yes. Little Lexi. Waitress, you know, dreaming of being a, sh- a chef. Right. Right. The next Gordon Ramsay. Yep. Yeah. And so we find out that the producer has plotted and schemed to make sure that Melissa and Brian do all of the town's activities this week and make sure to capture everything on camera. Which In a so, prime, it's going to be prime time well, too. The, well, Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas yes, Eve. Oh. The Festival of Lights is <laughs> That's right. right. And so, right. you know, they start with the gingerbread house competition, which they lose points from me over that. Which was <laughs> them versus the mayor and his wife. <laughs> the, the, the only two. The only two. Not only was uh, Brian Bright an ex NFL football player, mm-hmm. that he also was a reality tar- TV star. Ooh, right. Starred on Hallmark's version of The Bachelor. <laughs> Where he was rejected. Rejected. Rejected on national television. Uh, yeah. And he points that out. Because Mel has this very um, ignorant perspective of, you know, Brian's life and how he got to where he is. You know, she makes fun of him that, oh, well, you were a, you know, you grew up and you were a football player and then uh, you were on a reality show and then you just woke up one, one morning a year ago and said, oh, I want to be a m- morning talk show host. Yeah, she's just very dismissive of, dismissive. of him in right. every way. Yeah. Like uh, athletes don't work really, really hard for everything. Right. Yeah. But. Well, and he, he elaborates on that, yeah, right? Right. That you work hard in the practice yeah. so that the games are easy. Yes. That's right. Um, so then this was bizarre to me was the next scene, the next night is, you know, there's a knock on the door in at Melissa's bedroom mm-hmm. and it's Lexi from the diner <laughs> with a box full of random visit from Lexi from the diner. Oh, oh, I forgot about this for a second. Yeah. It made me so nauseous. Chestnut risotto with what? Parmesan cream sauce. What? Gross. Melissa loved it. <laughs> so well, much it was that she best, just... It was better than the one on her show. Right. 
And, you know, she just sat down. Oh, you know, Lexi walks into the hotel room and, you know, Melissa just sits down and opens oh, that box. Starving. And, oh, this is delicious. Shoveling it in. And if you want me to test any of your other meals, you just come back and I'll, I'll help you. And you got to follow your dream. And if you want to be a chef, you got to tell them you want to be a chef. Hmm. Okay. We started there with the chestnut risotto. Uh, yeah. I mean, we get other, we get other, oh, you know, she also mispronounced the word um, strudel. Did you hear that? No. I mean, yeah. So she brings in later, she brings the in the muffins and she called it streusel. <laughs> <laughs> they were qu- they were short on time for editing. Okay. <laughs> so then um, the next morning, Melissa goes outside where we meet James, who's yes. the deputy mayor. And he's decorating the small tree outside where he offers to take Melissa to get the best hot chocolate you've ever had. <laughs> so we're losing points there. There's the points. Gone. Um, and she, I think she declines, but we're sort of introduced to him as if he may be the local love interest. Right. The for, competition for Brian, maybe. But yeah. he's in so few scenes that they also were like, uh, this isn't going to work. It's so awkward and weird. Like the whole play with him and. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward and weird. Um, so then up next is the three-legged uh, wreath race, <laughs> the two mile. Two, two miles. Where the local folk have been practicing for months. <laughs> Where Brian and Melissa make it 15 feet. And then collapse into a snowbank romantically. Mm-hmm. The soft landing. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully not all soft. <laughs> well, she wasn't, I mean, she she didn't want to get up. So, I mean, it was so obviously. It's probably ca- not soft in all the places. Right. Yeah. But this is a G-rated show, Brad. Right. I'm not going to talk about stress relief. We're falling in the snow bank. Yeah. Yes. The snow bank. <laughs> so again, next morning, now they're back at the town. I'm not sure if she was with the producer or James again. I think she was with James. Brian is now spying on Melissa. Like stalking. Where up. he gets a smirk on his face and sends a text message. Jennifer is looking for you. She's mad you aren't here. <laughs> so she rushes over. <laughs> oh, Jennifer. Jennifer must be the. Well, she turns around. The producer. Because he's like 12 feet yeah. away. Yeah. On the other side of the So festival. she just turns so she just turns around and there he is. Oh, you jerk. Jennifer's not even here. Oh, that yeah, I guess that is her name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what else happens. Nothing really yeah, happens. They end up back at the inn. But he start, this is where he starts asking her, do you want to rehearse stuff? Like, it's like, you know, he wasn't really committed to being who he was in the first place. And that kind of bothered me. It's like his character had no conviction because, it, I mean, he's already asking, let's start rehearsing and let's start, right? I didn't. Well, and I think the first time when they're walking in town, you know, when she lists lists off the laundry list of his accomplishments, the first thing he says, well, what about your love life? Right. (laughs) You know? What about it? Well, I've been so focused on my career. (laughs) Well, and he's got Christy, the terrible actress. Right. Well, she she shows up. She's so bad. She shows up. (laughs) But before that, before, right before she shows up, they... Um, are at the inn. And mm-hmm. I thought this was a nice moment. This was a kind of a sweet moment. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you, the tree in the inn that they lit looked better than the town tree. Way better. Way better. Way better. The thing that really distracted me there is that he just takes a remote control at the end and just turns on the tree. No, he, she gave it to him. She wanted him to light it. Okay, but have you ever seen a Christmas tree with a remote control? Well, yeah, mine has a remote control. What? As do my lights outside for my house. Oh, you are so bougie. It makes it real easy so you don't have to go out and plug things in or bend over what to plug the What happens if tree. it breaks? Why would it break? Well, I don't know. Things break. Didn't you ever have one of those TV-DVD combo and then the DVD player broke and then the TV's useless? 
Well, no, it's a it's a attachment. So it it's like a you well, plug the tree. Those, I have one of those pedals you step on. No, you plug the tree into the the box that goes into the outlet. Oh. Well, okay. Well, now you make that sound so reasonable. I, I think they cost $7. <laughs> it's not a big investment. But this this movie was sponsored by Balsam Hill. Uh, so that was a Balsam Hill oh. tree for sure. And those are, I looked. I want a Balsam Hill tree. They're like $1,400. Like a seven and a half foot, like mine. Uh-huh. It was like $1,400. So I'm sure it does come with, with a remote. its own oh, remote. Oh, absolutely. So. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. But I do want a balsam. Now I know why I live the way I live. Because I can't afford a balsam. But as they're having that lovely moment, then here comes Christy. Christy's here to ruin the moment. Always. Um, um, so then the next morning, now it's Skate with Santa, right? <laughs> skate with Santa. In the world's smallest skating rink. I mean, I think it's the size of your living room, right? Oh, it was tiny. And Brian, who has never been ice skating, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is forced to wear a Christmas hat. I'm not sure what those. It's hats. like a fedora with a curly. It was ribbon. fedora yeah. with like those little pom poms <laughs> glued on the end. <laughs> well, then there was a whole theme about the weird Christmas stuff, right? He didn't like the sweater. Right, he was in. mad about the ugly sweater <laughs> and the hideous stocking he decorated. Yep, then they decorate the stocking. <laughs> yep. and it's a football. <laughs> and, and there was that moment where she placed a bet that if mm-hmm. they won, I yeah. bet if we can fix this, you have to do a Christmas Carol dance. Of my choice. Right. And if he won, then... She would have to say... That he's, he's the best, best co-host, co-host ever. Ever. Yeah. So they win. Mm-hmm. But Christy comes up yes. and says, Hey, babe, I've got an idea. I, I just booked our, our new show. So when you leave, you know, be merry and bright, uh, we're going to do a reality show featuring me and you, an athlete and an actress. And they say there's enough episodes for at least season two <laughs> mm. it was really bad I, it was and again, so bad christy is a terrible actress terrible well and even the show concept what they're they're going to premieres and they're oh i i also i i went back three times for that one mm-hmm. um christy it's a reality show that would bring fans into our world of premieres and parties follow us as we move in and get engaged you know life stuff <laughs> everyone says it's going to be a hit <laughs> That was her longest line in the entire movie, by the way. Was it? Uh-huh. Oh, thank God. Um, but so then the next day, the teleprompter is down. Oh, <gasps> Melissa, oh, she no. can't handle that. No. She's got to be in prompt too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we also learned that a pipe has burst, which has <laughs> destroyed all the gifts. And yeah. Brian and Melissa are encouraging people to bring gifts to the Festival of Lights. And well, and then when she does improv, because she has to improv, what does she come out with? You're the best co-host the best. ever. It's when she's being genuine. Uh Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then, oh, this is when, this is when Lexi came back with the basket of streusels. (laughs) Streusel muffins. (laughs) Streusel muffins. (laughs) Um, And notice that on Melissa's computer, she just happened to have a slideshow, like a a photo show of them skating, which wasn't creepy at all. No. While you hear Brian singing at the top of his Uh. lungs in the other room. (laughs) Which wasn't weird at, at all. At all. No. Is he is he filming a scene in his room? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just that bad. <laughs> and then we migrate to the kitchen where Brian has set up a whole cookie station. Ugh. Because she has to make cookies at Christmas. In the nursing home kitchen. In the, it was a beautiful, <laughs> I thought it was, I don't know what's wrong with you. I really did think it was quite nice. But I anyway. Know, obviously. I loved it where they were baking. And again, out of nowhere, 
he said something like, so tell me about your love life because, you know, I just want to know how I compare on, uh, as a cooking uh, as a part- cookie partner, a cookie partner. <laughs> and, you know, we find out she's had one serious boyfriend like forever, 10 ago. years ago. Yeah. And then in the next scene, when she's talking to her sister, who, again, I don't know if we talked about this. I found it really interesting the way that they used the sister in this movie. And it made me wonder if almost like something happened in real life where they said, okay, we need you to do everything digitally, virtually. Right, because typically the sister's right in all the business right. and she's she would surprise. She would right. surprise she her. She showed up at the fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And this, this sister was merely just a, you know, a Zoom call in every scene. Yeah, except maybe one, mm-hmm. but yeah. So we find out, um, and, oh, and it was just so awkward because then Brian leaned over in that shot and handed her a one peppermint hot chocolate. Mmm. <laughs> like he audibly made that sound. Mmm. <laughs> it was, <laughs> um, you know, so that with the long stares and pauses, there were a lot of those. Um, it was so awkward. And, so, yeah. Right. And yeah. before that, so now it's their turn. It's, I think it's Christmas Eve Eve. And they're down down at the tree writing their own their wishes, wish. yes. And he says, look, I made a list of all the things I've never done. You know, decorate, <laughs> until this year. De- until this year. Yeah. Decorated a gingerbread house, made cookies, went ice skating, decorated a tree, rehearsed. And now <laughs> I want to shop for presents. <laughs> right, because he just gives gift cards. Just gift cards. But what about for his close friends and family? Bigger gift cards. <laughs> So then Jennifer, the producer, has just put her wish on the tree, which I thought was fine. Mm -hmm. But they go live, and I think it was Brian that said, Jennifer, what what was your wish? And her wish was, I wish that you both won't make a mistake that you will regret for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, yeah. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Wow, that's... (laughs) Nothing heavy. (laughs) Nothing heavy. And I love how she's not wishing for herself. For herself. Nothing for herself. Yeah. It's just for them. Because it's all about Mary and Bright. Um, and then that's when uh, Christy comes up and says, oh, hope you aren't mad um, for Brian leaving the show. Right. Because they're going to follow us and our parties and world premieres. And um, <laughs> then Which it's, it was a surprise to Melissa because she didn't know that about the show until then. Right. right. Yeah. Then it's the festival. And like, like they give a shit. She's like, I just want to make sure we're okay. <laughs> Got to make sure you're okay. So then the Festival of Lights. Um, uh, now now Melissa is pissed. Yeah, you know, she's Jay, super bitch mode. She doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah, what did she say? Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> walk, and walk <laughs> oh, away. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I've said I don't want to hear it to a couple of people in my life, and they didn't follow me around like a puppy dog, like happens in this film. Right. They were just like, okay, well, then fuck off. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work in real life. You just, I, mean, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> then they don't hear it. Yeah. The secret note, the note from the, you know. Meet me at Christmas meet me at Eve, eight, Eve at eight. At eight. <laughs> And then she goes out and there's James. <laughs> so she just leaves. And then and then rejects him as well when she realized it wasn't him that oh, actually left the Well, note. no, but here this was this was the most ridiculous thing about James. So he goes, "I've seen the way Brian looks at you. And if I were him, I'd wait." Remember? Yeah. So then she goes rushing back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what the fuck? She goes rushing back and of course he's not there. No. And then she can't find him the rest of that night. She can't find him the next day at all until it's time to to film right yeah yeah and and jennifer the pesky producer who's eavesdropping on all of them through this movie with the microphones right 
And and then the best part is she's going to exploit them. Oh, oh, badly. <laughs> oh, I, I'm following my gut. My gut says get out there and get in the bushes and put those cameras on them. <laughs> They're all okay in the That was so. And then are they mic'd? Like, how, where's the microphones? Well, they, they're just little studio mics that are under their clothes. Well, but wh- were they mic'd? Because they weren't ready to, sh- to film. Well, you know, they were. Because remember, Melissa was on the phone oh, with her sister and the, oh. the woman was putting the mic on. Oh, okay. So, okay. yes. So, they okay. were on. Um, so, Melissa's walking around looking for Brian with, right. you know, this, this Brian. manner. Brian. <laughs> at, the, at the assisted living center. Carrying her present. <laughs> and Brian and Stan are getting the, the horse drawn carriage Ugh, ready for her perfect date for the perfect date and so she's at the front door here comes the carriage and you know in these Ugh. last few days i have fallen madly in love with you this is so bad and i have fallen madly in love with you and then he grabs her throws her in the carriage well, first she's yelling at him and hitting him in the chest with the present yeah. like because she's like you steal my lines <laughs> was so romantic and then he does he hurls her into the coach they sit down, exchange their gifts, which I want to, want to be clear. Those Christmas wishes are never going to come true. They stole them right off the tree. Right, right. They they, they knew the come true they anymore. knew the rules. They knew the rules. You must put it on the tree for it to come true. Yeah. And what did they write? Want to be together, right? They want their show to continue. What forever? I wish that today with Bright and Mary, Mary would continue. Continues. Continues, and they both exactly the same. Under, right, underlined. Yes. They look at each other and Merry Christmas, Brian. Merry <laughs> Christmas, Christmas, Melissa. <laughs> How many kisses were at? The, there was just one. Just the one. Yeah, it wasn't one terrible kiss. Mm-hmm. It was overall pretty disappointing. He had good coats. Oh, he did have good and good coats. hair for a fifty-year-old. <laughs> what are you saying about fifty-year-olds, Brad? Well, that your hair doesn't look like his. <laughs> Well, Molly, we saved the best for last. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And I was going into this film. Me too. <laughs> you don't even need to say it. I was so judgmental going into this so movie. So judgmental. And a few, a little bit of it was, you know, warranted. Right. But for the most part, I mean, Kix Brooks was good. Yeah. Um, although I, I didn't recognize him because. It, I had to look it, him up. He's getting so old. It's funny because I saw a lot of people that were talking about this that gave it like not great reviews, but and said something like, I'm pretty sure this movie has a bunch of country singers in it, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's because Brooks and Dunn was so long ago now. Oh, is that who that Bro- is? Yeah. Oh, Brooks and Dunn. Wow. He, he did it. Right? Age. I know. But you know, he wasn't young in the 90s when they were big stars. So I right. guess I should have expected that. But And I didn't. And of course, you, you know, Winona Judd, mm-hmm. who is no Ashley Judd, by the way. No. <laughs> I mean. I will say, she had the two best lines, though, in the entire movie. Which were? Well, we'll get to them. Oh, I don't, okay. Yeah, we don't want to give it away. Don't want to <laughs> ruin it. <laughs> so, we start uh, there in Nashville mm-hmm. for the Country Christmas Life. Yep. Yep. She's the uh, Vivian Wake. Is it Vivian or Viv- Vivian? Vivian Wait or Wake? You know, I don't. I thought I don't it was Wait. Wait. Okay. Vivian Wait right. um, is a producer. For, she has been for the last, what, two years? When Marilyn died like two years ago. Right? Uh-huh. So now she's been the head producer for th- this show, which has got these famous singers who I don't recognize. Did you recognize the f- girl singers? Yeah. Belinda. Belinda is Sarah Evans. 
Linda oh, Manners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, well, and you start out right away. They they want to make sure that everyone knows that Vivian is very controlling because she right. walks up to the wardrobe lady and says, is that deep red? And she's like, no, they're out of deep red. This is full red. <laughs> so they want us to know as viewers that Vivian is in control, but she's also down to the detail. Meticulous. Yes. So yeah, so we've got uh, Belinda Manners, who's the big country superstar, Sarah mm-hmm. Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Gavin. Who yes, is Gavin Chase. Gavin yeah. Chase, who's Belinda's manager. Right. He's her only client. Mm-hmm. She's his only client. Sorry, God. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Georgia, who's Vivian's sister. She was great. Yeah, she was She fun. was so, she was sweet and, uh, and believable. I really liked her. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got. Another character that only appears via call, which is the dad, but. Oh, yeah, the dad. Yeah, only. I think, again, I think something happened. Yeah. Mm, he was in Tahiti. Know. Yep. Although Tahiti. Like, and, and I mean, no offense to the sisters, but if I was in Tahiti, I'm definitely not going to be on a Zoom call watching them make cookies <laughs> on his cruise. He's on a no. cruise in Tahiti, and he's sitting there watching them making brownies. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then, we, yes, we've got Marilyn Jinway, yep. who played by, is played by Winona Judd. Right. And we find out that Vivian and Gavin are what I thought were exes, but they right. really, we just find out that they haven't spoken in a decade. Really, really good friends, uh-huh. and then they haven't spoken. We we will find out why. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, a mysterious music box appears, <laughs> and only she can hear the music. Right. Yep. And yep. then here comes Henry Moss. The he runs the entire network. <laughs> like some executive, right, right, right. And he's about to offer her a job producing the Icon Music Awards. Was it? Uh huh. I thought it was the Independent Music Awards. No, in Los Angeles. No. Biggest thing in her career. Biggest opportunity she's had to date mm-hmm. yep and so right after that interaction she has a total meltdown over the milk and cookies <laughs> do but i have to do everything, everything my storms out and i love how she has her hand is covered in white paint and she's wearing black and blue and nothing so and she storms so off wet. to wash her hands <laughs> yeah and then here's here's the music box mm, and, and it wa- transports her to what a honky tonk in nashville uh-huh. I think so. Which I guess is very appropriate. Yeah, the prop really, room. The prop right? room. Oh, the prop room. And then when she tries to leave. Oh, she's outdoors yeah, somewhere. Somewhere on the street in Nashville. Yeah. Here comes Marilyn Jinway. Mm-hmm. Who, who is she supposed to be in the traditional? Is she? She would be. Oh, gosh. So we've got Scrooge. What was his business partner that died? What's his name? Oh, I'm so uncultured. Everybody knows who we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Oh, who's that? That's going to drive me nuts. Oh, okay, look it up. Look okay. it up. I'll, I'll, keep talking. I'll keep talking. <laughs> and so we end up in this situation where Marilyn Jinway is introducing her to the ghost of Christmas past or the spirit of Christmas. Jacob Marley. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I know that is Jacob Marley. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I have to say that was one of the first of my favorite lines. And I, I hope I get this right. I think I have to, you know, why am I here? And Mm-hmm. You know, Marilyn explains to Vivian that there's something you, you were a friend to me and this is my way of paying, paying you back. Mm-hmm. And she says something like when the times come for the credits of your life to roll, you'll remember the names and not the work. Oh, that is good. Isn't that good? That is good. Yeah. Yeah. So although I know that you were a little critical of Winona, I that line really did stick out with me. And I thought that's very true. 
Well, I mean, she, Winona's been in other films, and she's she's a singer. I mean, and she's a great singer yeah, and um, musician, but she's just not an actress. And it's, e- it's easy to compare her to Ashley because they're sisters, and Ashley's good. And it's funny, too, because I wonder... I wonder if she she was on the line about doing this because I kind of feel like it was a dig at her as Winona Judd, right? Because she's kind of infamously known as being difficult. <laughs> oh, right, and having I hadn't thought of that, you know. And so she's this very she's difficult, playing this difficult dead character. Mm-hmm. Although it's very appropriate. Um, so we're introduced to <laughs> Pat, <laughs> Christmas Past, played by uh, Kix, Kix Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the he, fir- was my, he was my favorite of the spirits. Oh yeah, he was just very like yeah comfortable down homey. And there, yeah. so the first flashback, which I have to say, the production quality on this movie is by far the best that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, and I can see why they would do that. I mean, they do have really big stars in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But the flashback transitions were so good, and yeah. so the first one he takes her back to when Vivian and um. What's his name? Gavin. Gavin. Yeah, or 10 years Georgia. old. Yeah. And Georgia. Oh, that lip syncing that they, <laughs> so Georgia was five years old and she was singing like a 14 year old. Yeah, no. That, um, yeah. Which, we're adding snowflakes for this one. <laughs> this is you. the first movie that we have talked about that there was not a dead parent. There wasn't. She, the yeah. mom left. There was a dead person, but it was yes. Winona. Yeah. Right. Not, but yeah. Not, his parents were alive and her dad yeah. was still alive. That's true. I was looking for that. Mm-hmm. So we find out that uh, the mom left the yeah, following Chris, year. Yeah. And so she, run, Vivian runs into the house. And so what we see here is we see Vivian at a young age being the producer videographer type, right? Mm-hmm. She's got the camera set up. She's telling Georgia how to dance and sing and Gavin what to say and do. And then the mom comes out and says, come on inside for some peppermint bark or something <laughs> like that. So they run inside. She goes inside and. She says, I got to tell, I got to tell them that my mom's about to leave. Yeah. So they run into the house and Christmas pass is already in the room and it's the next Christmas. Right. Georgia's opening up the dollhouse. Right. And he says to her, well, you and your dad always made sure that Georgia had everything she wanted. While I appreciate that, <laughs> it was absolutely absurd that then the dad took out this little teeny package and gave his daughter a Ben Franklin bead bracelet. Oh, I thought it was candy. You know those candy bracelets? Oh. <laughs> it was like That's a li- what it looked like. It was like a bead bracelet. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll yeah. get you something better next year. Well, and, I, and we never understand why. I mean, I guess maybe she's she's successful now, and so that's why they live. She now lives in this big mansion. But we never we never hear the transition between we don't have money for Christmas and then I'm living in this mansion in Nashville. Well, and I think that that's part of it is that she's always put work before anything else. Well, and that's probably why she's pushing Georgia to go to law school too, right? right. Like, like, so is she paying for law school? I'm kind of presuming she's paying for the law school. I thought so taking, too. Well, yeah. it sounded like, it she sounded like Tahiti. She, uh-huh. <laughs> sent him off to Tahiti because they're so busy <laughs> in December. Yeah. That's what she says. Oh, well, we send him to Tahiti because we're so busy in December. Oh. <laughs> um, we shipped dad off to Tahiti. Ooh. And I did like, she turns to him at that point and says, why are you showing this? to me and he says well you know darling that's for you to decide i thought oh that's some good reflection yeah that's a good reason to reflect on these types of things um so the next day uh we find out that belinda has demanded that there needs to be a dog for the opening of the show (laughs) (laughs) vivian again loses it storms up to gavin outside now (laughs) where then they go for a walk and we find out that she's also planning the rap party can't right can't be a hallmark movie without a rap no no 
Um, which of course he, <laughs> you know, the manager of a big country star says, Oh, I'll, I'll offers to do that. I'll, yeah. I'll do that for you. <laughs> Cause why wouldn't he? Right. Yeah. And he leaves the scarf and then, Oh, and that, yeah. Then there's a series of flashbacks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where she finds out, um, he almost told her he had feelings for her. Right. And there was oh, an I almost like kiss. There was almost almost kiss there. That was a nice moment. That was. That was a nice moment. I kind of wished it had continued, but yeah, that was good. And in that, he he suggests. So this is before, right? This is when they're they're young, bright eyed, bushy tailed, mm-hmm. yep. you know, dreamers, right? And just he, coming up in their careers. He hasn't become Melinda's manager. She's right. she's doing local Christmas cookie that she doesn't get paid for. That she doesn't get paid for yet. <laughs> yeah. um, and Gavin, you know, being naive. Mm-hmm. promises his friend, well, yeah, sure, you could direct Belinda's first music video. Yeah. I mean, not unreasonable if you guys are that close to, you know. But again, in his own excitement, sort of, you know, spreading that right. with her. Right, and share, Wanting well, her to be... they've been friends. They've been right. doing this kind of stuff for years, right? And, yeah. Um, so they have that, uh, and he says something like, you know, there's lots of dreamers out there, but not a lot of them can make it reality. You can. Yeah. So I thought that was cute. And then she interrupts the kiss. She pulls out her digital camera because it's 2010. Right. Take a picture. (laughs) And she's got the snowman. He's got the the Rudolph nose. (laughs) So then we jump to, I didn't get, what was the record executive's name? Chet. Chet. Yeah. He was a douche. Yeah. But I do, I have to say, it was so funny (laughs) when they walked into that party and he walked up to her and said, (laughs) (laughs) Ugly Christmas sweater. Ugly Christmas sweater. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're his little director friend. Like she's going to show up at like a, a record company Christmas party and not know you're supposed to be dressed up. Right. What? But she she did get a little irrational, kind of stormed out. A little? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she felt like Gavin wasn't defending her. Yep. So then. And that's the last time they talk, right? Because she never even call, returns his calls no. after that. Well, we don't know that he's been trying to call, but yes. So then she storms out and... She's at the Christmas party, and Belinda, she, that, she meets Right, that's Belinda. where she meets, yeah, that's right. And there was another thing that she said before she offered the job. She offered her a job. Oh, and so they took her to the stage. Right. So Belinda right and Vivian are standing on the stage. Yeah. She said something like, you know, if you forget the lyrics, keep dancing anyway. Yeah. And I thought, okay, here's another one of those. Just inspir- keep dancing. Right. I feel yeah. like, you put that on a sign, you could sell that at TJ Maxx for twelve ninety nine. Someone, right. Somebody would buy it. I mean, I had a, dan- a, a dance um, master or captain at one of my shows. It's like, if you don't remember what you're doing, just keep dancing. Right. <laughs> so then we find out that uh, she keeps going back to Gavin Chose's career over our friendship. Right. Um, and then you find out that, no, he called and called and called, and she just never answered. Yeah. And so he initially moved to Los Angeles because he thought she didn't want anything to do with him. What else, what else is the, does he have in Nashville? Right. I mean, he's got overbearing parents who want him to be what? I don't even know. Construction again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I have to say, that was the, the moment that I recorded from uh, this because I just thought, good for him. Up. Uh, Head to the pre party. Hey, could you help me with something real quick? Sure. I'm almost done with this manger, and oh, I'm sorry, I can't get a grip on this guy. I want to just make one last etching. Okay, Henry. There you go. Sure. Uh, I see calluses. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I can't get a grip. I don't guess you have that problem. Love you, Pop. I love you too, son. 
fact, I love you so much. I'm going to say this as plainly as I can. My entire life, I just wanted to make you proud of me. I know this is not the line of work that you would have chosen for me, but that's just it. You, you, don't, you don't get to choose. It's not your choice. It's my choice. It's my life. And I just wish you could accept that. And if you can't, I can accept that too. See you after the party. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... He tried to emasculate his son because he works with his hands. And he and, and he stood up for himself. He did. Well, you know, what's to me, what was I had an issue with that is that these people live in Nashville, right? Music City. Right. And supposedly it, the dad... so shocking. Right. Supposedly the dad doesn't think that music business thing is is anything. Like, you live in Music City. Nobody in Nashville thinks that the music industry is nothing. That's not... <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. So then, now we're introduced to the ghost of Christmas present. And she was yeah, fun. I know. Kimberly. I was disappointed. What's her name? Williams Paisley. Okay. So yeah. she's married to Brad Paisley, right. the country singer. Yeah. She was fun though. I mean, she was irreverent. I, I just, th- her accent bothered me. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, she lives in the South, I'm pretty sure. And, and I, and we've heard her talk. She doesn't have a Southern accent, but she came on with this really like gone with the wind. Like I, that was my issue with her because I really like her as an actress. She's been in a lot of things yeah, too. Yeah, she has. And, and, and I really like her, but this was like, I was a little disappointed probably because I was expecting more right. or something different, but yeah. She shows that Georgia and Parker. Parker, yeah. Her production yeah. assistant or yeah. a couple. You're right, which George, is not supposed to happen. Right, that Georgia doesn't want to go to law school. Right. That she wants to stay and work for Vivian. Right. Um, what else does Ghost of Christmas Present show her? That's what she also sees them um belinda and what's the uh, ashley or the young the new young singer that's going to take belinda's place oh i them doing their duet and that's when she gets the epiphany to yeah right so then we find out that both of them are missing henry moss tells her we got to switch out the old blood for the new starlets are missing on the yeah exactly and you can find them and and so christmas present takes them to some plaza where belinda and young singer decide that they're going to do a little christmas duet yep and, you know, Belinda kind of realizes, like, I'm sort of at the end of my career um, yeah, for, as, as being, you know, a big star. So go ahead and you can have it. And they, they figure out that they're going to do a duet yeah. during, during Christmas, country Christmas music. What's it called? <laughs> the night before they decide they're going to change the whole opening number. Yeah, country, country Christmas, Christmas Live. Live. Yes. So then there's a fl- another flash forward mm-hmm. and they're gone. But Vivian is still there. Then Marilyn Jinway shows up. She's sitting down. Right. And she goes over. And this was another thing. Uh, this was my second favorite line in the movie. Vivian sits down and, you know, well, what about the ghost of Christmas? Yeah. Uh, the Christmas future. Yeah. I got um, chills for this one. And she said, there is no spirit of Christmas future. Our future is whatever we make it. It's a song to be written. And what song will you sing? Yeah. And yeah, oh, I got so goosebumps too. I know, too, I know. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the rest of the movie, I mean, they go back. It's the day of. I do have to say I liked how they try. They tried to make this work. And this is no fault of their own. Mm. There was a moment midway through the movie where they talked about Country Christmas Live was not actually live, but right. it needed to feel, feel live. Like, right. 
but then they were filming it in this big empty auditorium. We get it, right? We know why they <laughs> right. couldn't have people in the right, audience, right. but I like they kind of played it off. Yeah. Um. So it's that you know they do their duets. Belinda and the young girl do their duets. It's a rap, and Gavin's parents show up to yeah, show their support, see, right? Which I thought was nice. Yeah. Finally, and, they finally understand what the music industry in Nashville right. is about. Yeah. And I have to say, through this whole thing, their chemistry was spot on. They Which, were good. They were good. They were very good. Yeah. It's incredible that the they were able to incorporate such a truly complex storyline mm-hmm. into an hour and 27 minutes. Yeah. Right, without commercials. Right. And with the flashbacks, you do, you see these moments of vulnerability. And at the end, I think he says something like, I knew that you were going to be my best friend for my entire right. life. Yeah. So why would I not want to spend the rest of my life with you? Right. And ooh, that kiss. It was good. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. It was good and yeah. long and and that and that was it. <laughs> Just how I like it. <laughs> So let's go over these three movies. Let's give them our snowflake rating. Snowflake rating. Our so snowflake we're rating. Start with <laughs> the Christmas house. We'll get, do we really get to rate this one? <laughs> Since oh, okay, well, my at home viewing <laughs> when I when I finished this movie by myself, I said it was a it was a solid three point five snowflakes. Yeah, I, I would say three. Yeah, wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Sure. I respect what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. It was a little jam- jumbled at the end. Yeah. A little it, jumbled. It was like, it, yeah, it, they tried to wrap it up. They could have d- done away with some of the extraneous, like, fake crises the, the and magic crap show. like that. The magic show. It just kind of... I, I, I like I, the magic show. But the whole, all of it leading up to it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, I think they, they thought that was the storyline, that that was what was going to bring them back together. Yeah. But I say 3.5 snowflakes. Okay. I'll give it three. Yep. Okay. So then we have. <laughs> Good morning, Good Christmas. Morning, Christmas. <laughs> um, I'm gonna two two snowflakes. Oh, that's it's not that's generous. Well, again, I'm going back to at this point five weeks in. We have now watched twelve Hallmark movies. Something. Yeah. Too many. I will still say <laughs> that uh, my least favorite is Christmas with the Darlingtons. Oh, so that was one point five. Yeah. Okay. So then is this this, this is, is slightly better. So like one point six eight. If I know you like those numbers, <laughs> I do. So, so I'm going to say two. You're going to say one point six eight. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh come on! You give mess. snowflake arms. It was. It was. It was a mess. I mean, yeah. they had hot chocolate. They had cookies. They had a eh kiss. Um, he did fling her into the carriage. He though. did fling her into the carriage. <laughs> but they they're definitely not getting their Christmas wish. So no. yeah, so, I'm giving you two. Okay, two and one point six eight. Yeah. And then there's. A Nashville Christmas Carol. So, wait. Nashville Christmas. I, I loved it. I'm going to give it a four. Well, and I gave Holly and Ivy a 4.5. Yeah. So, I got I'm not going to give it a five, but it's, it's There is no five. 4.75 for a Hallmark ooh, movie. And a, ooh, 4.75. Yep. You, you want to just make it interesting in like 4.77? Sure. 4.77 <laughs> snowflakes. And I will tell you, I mean, the chemistry was there. Mm-hmm. There was no mention of hot chocolate. There was no hot chocolate. There was only mold cider. Only mold yeah, cider. There yeah. were no dead parents. Yes. And the kiss at the end. Yeah. That was good. It was just how you like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say that. You didn't say Short it. and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> and wholesome. So wholesome. Well, Molly, now that that's out of, out of the way. Out of the way. I have to say, I knew when we started, and mm-hmm. I think I've said this, that there is quite 
the niche following for yes. these Hallmark yeah, movies. Yeah, more than I ever knew. Right. Yeah. I've also realized, though, that there are some incredible um, parodies that exist. <laughs> and they are, I mean, they're, these these videos have millions, millions of views. They're grand. They're grand. Yes. And two that I stumbled upon, and I sent them to you this yes. week. Yes, yes. There was one, there's a Facebook group called um, the Holderness Family. Oh. And they put out some really good um, content. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, for the most part, very, very wholesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not offensive by any means. but yeah. So they are making right now a series on um, the different storylines. So this one, <laughs> um, this one that I, I have pulled up is they, it was all about, you know, single dad at Christmas. <laughs> Can we make out now? Wait, first you have to meet my kids. You never mentioned you had children, but I will accept them as my own. Kids, this is your new mom. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Me neither. Hello, new mom. Well, what a happy ending. And you didn't go broke with your crappy store. Well, it doesn't really matter. Why? I am a prince. Oh, yeah. Let me just do it one more time. Just focus. <laughs> so good. Okay. So good. I love the whipped cream. Yeah, the whipped cream. I was, just, I was dying. And I, did you notice that I have no problem with that? It yeah. was <laughs> the daughter that had braces. <laughs> I'm not making this up, people. It's a real thing. Um, and then there was also, this one's a little bit more provocative, um, but it was really, I thought it was hilarious. It was like a six and a half minute commercial Ooh. for this um, natural <laughs> company called Lumi. Oh, that's right. It's so nice to be together during the holidays. Here with my mom and our family store, and also I'm single. Speaking of, check out the hottie. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Katie. My company, Big Deodorant, just bought this property. We're going to demolish the store, and then I'm going back to the big city to be with my girlfriend slash boss. Please don't. Lumi is our family company and the only natural deodorant clinically proven to provide odor protection for 72 hours. And you can use it on your privates. I don't believe in natural deodorant. I've been burned too many times. Demolition starts today. Please, at least wait until after deodorant day tomorrow. You could stay in our guest room. It's our town's biggest holiday. Lady, there's no way your beauty and charm and this town's quaint charisma would ever win me over. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at the start of it, it says a tall mark channel movie. <laughs> so, you know, it, this is just fun to be able to sort of get a dig a little deeper into this like this is a serious um, obsession, love hate thing that people have, and yeah. I think more probably love. Oh, we're probably in the mi- minority here, but well, we've gotten a, a couple of emails from people who who take this very seriously and don't and- appreciate us, <laughs> but we appreciate well, them. Some, we definitely appreciate our Hallmark homies. Yeah, Hallmark homie, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Molly, it's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. It was a busy, non. I mean, except for the one little magic mic issue. Um, Thanksgiving. We're moving. Thanksgiving was really good. (laughs) I had some delicious food. It was really, and I still have leftovers. So, you know, that's what I'm going to go do. So, you know, (laughs) listeners, thanks again so much. If you like us, please send us an email at homeforhallmark at gmail dot com. Follow us on Instagram and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) 